spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I haven't dreamed of that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I haven't dreamed of waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Hi, it's Ambien from Spoken Label. Thank you today for streaming or downloading another episode of Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up on beginning of the 2016 and as of speaking has currently nearly 300 sessions. The full archive is available on Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com although it is available for free for stream and download if you wish i am always grateful for any sort of kind of donation to enable to me to keep the running costs of this podcast going and enjoy take care bye-bye spoken hi guys and the end spoken label back in the house on a tuesday evening and it's a bit cold tonight as well now we're over to nashville today yes not to chat to an award-winning country singer Although this lady might turn around and tell me in a minute she's actually a country album, but I'm not I'm not here for primarily for that. I've got a lovely lady we called Lauren, and I'm going to let her introduce herself because I've been approached on Matchmaker.fm recently to chat to this lady because she's got quite an interesting story. I want to talk to her about this in some depth today. Now, Lauren, for people that don't know you, would you like to first of all introduce yourself? Tell obviously everybody where you come from originally, and we'll start from there. Sounds great. My name is Lauren Eckhart and I'm the CEO and founder of Burning Soul Press. Um, Currently we are living outside of Nashville, but I am originally from Southern Missouri and then most recently lived in Illinois. So Midwest, United States girl, through and through. (laughs) Oh yeah, and I completely like it. That's a free very West parts and record there, definitely. So what's led you to living to where you and your family now live just outside Nashville straight away then? Well, it's creative here. <laughs> well, anyway, well, if I have my wife sat with me today, she loves country music. And I think she'd nod the heads there straight away, I actually would. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, it's it's such a cool collection of people here. I mean, truly, <laughs> even in our neighborhood, we landed in the coolest neighborhood because everyone has come from different places all over yeah. the country, but then they all have all of these different creative aspects to them, like, you know, from cooking and baking even to music production to photography writing book cover design i mean it's so incredible meeting people here oh just yeah. have a little bit of everything <laughs> it's, it's probably that sort of straight wherever you're living now like you talk to people outside your health you don't know what they're going to do what they do for a living and it's like like it's, it's like said so then i think on the podcast i said every day is like christmas when you're doing the creative side of things and that's what it'd be like for you at the moment because I know you've, you and your family have been there for a little bit, but you're relatively new to the area, aren't you still? So, 
Yeah, it's been a blast getting to know new people. Um, and like you said, really finding out more, more about them. And this area has really seen an influx of people moving here. It's kind of insane. Like everyone wants to be part of the Nashville scene right now. Um, so it's fun when you're meeting people because it's not like everyone's from here. So finding out more about what they do and where they're from and connecting with them, it kind of feels like you're connecting with people all over the country, just in one location. Uh, before we come on to your story, I'm just curious, have you met anybody that we would call semi-famous or famous in Nashville yet or near it? Well, I haven't met him officially, but in the street right over uh, next to us is Walker Hayes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <He's> right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's kind of fun uh, to know he's right over there. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. That one straight away. Brilliant. Now, obviously... Um, obviously, as far as I'm aware, unless you're going to tell me otherwise, you've not involved, you've not done any country albums. So, but we're here to obviously talk about you, you as a writer and also your work as Bur under Burning Soul Press. Now, what I found interesting was obviously um, when I done my research, you learned um, your life seemed to change gears, didn't it? When you after you had your two boys over the past couple of years, so yeah. tell us about that then. Yeah, so I am the mama of two incredible little boys. They are three and a half and six years old as of today. And they were really the reason why I changed my life to what it is today, which is a life I'm quite proud of. And I feel like it's really a reflection of who I am and my soul's purpose in this world. Prior to my boys, I mean, I've always known that I wanted to be an author someday. I've always been obsessed with books and being around books. Books give me life. Like, I, I, I just love them. I love them. Like, I would hug a bookshelf of books. Oh. <laughs> I love them. And Now, obviously, I always... not to interrupt you there, but people who can see this, we're obviously, we're just doing this straight audio. You're sat behind, you've got a bookcase, at least one bookcase at the back of you, and that's a big hit straight away. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And there are bookshelves all over my room <laughs> and in other places of the house with full of books. I can never have enough books. Um, I love them. And I love the stories within and I just appreciate any author who can write a full book because it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. And I just have such an appreciation. Um, so I knew from, I, since the time I was six years old, that I wanted to be an author someday. And I always wrote, I won some contests. Speaking of songwriting and being in the country music scene, I actually was really into songwriting for a very long time. Not country, more of the emo scene at the time, back in the day. Oh, <laughs> back in the day, back in the day, as I say, where I am. That's spot on. Um, so songwriting was a big part of my life for a while and something that I thought I would go into. But um, you know, life led to a completely different path. And I always say it's, you know, it's sad because you're told a lot throughout life that you will not make money or make it in the creative arts, right? Whether that's songwriting or books or photography, you're always told that, you know, there's, there are starving artists for a reason. So I went down a totally different path education-wise, the corporate life, and what I discovered was that you can be successful, but it doesn't mean you're fulfilled. And that really became clear the moment that I had my boys. Uh, the first one, I remember looking into his eyes 
and realizing that everything I was dealing with at work no longer mattered. <laughs> like none of it mattered. I like was in it. human resources at the time. So dealing with other people's problems, I was like, no, none of this matters. Um, everything shifted. And then it was by the time I had my second baby, especially a couple of years later, um, I realized what I wanted more than anything else in the world was for them to believe in their abilities to chase their dreams and make whatever they want out of this life happen. But you can tell a child whatever you want. And if you're not actually proving it in your own actions, nothing's going to stick. So in about nine months after I had my second child, I finished four books, um, put them out into the world and it shifted my entire trajectory of life from here on out. Um, it was just the start. <laughs> yeah. Now see, um, we should really perhaps then we could do this one of two ways now is to talk about you as a writer, but I think we're probably best going into burning soul press next, which we had to talk about first of all, really. So tell us about the origins of burning soul press then and where this came from. Yeah, it came from, you know, once you, I feel like once you align with your purpose in life and really, I always say it's like, once you, you have these dreams, right? And these dreams are essentially like doors. You think, you know, what's behind the door, but you don't actually know until you open it up. And that's the way it was with me as an author. Like once I started putting out my first books, I thought I knew what that author life looked like, but there are completely different goals for your life behind that door it's almost like okay okay get over whatever you need to in life to reach that door and then be very surprised and blessed by what's behind it um and for me a lot of people started asking like how can I write my own book I have this idea or I've always wanted to be an author how do I make it happen and I started helping people and one of the biggest moments that happened for me was someone asked me if I would ghostwrite their memoir, which I never thought of writing someone else's book for them before. I actually had very negative views on it for the longest time. I'm like, if someone's not writing their own book, it doesn't actually count. Like they're not the actual hmm. author. And what I learned during that time is that she was very, very passionate about sharing her story. She had a very powerful story to share that could help so many other people who were stuck, stuck in their journeys related to trauma. And um, she just didn't have the time. She was stuck uh, with a lot of like insecurities on how to actually put the, the story on paper. So I helped her ghostwrite that. And that just opened up a brand new path that I never thought of and since then I've been helping other people share their stories and it's so rewarding <laughs> yeah yeah it's um when I was reading your profile on this because um you wouldn't know as my wife's actually done ghostwriting to help people out and it's and I know I've had a Monday here tonight and I might arrange a follow-up podcast to talk about ghostwriting with a pair of you actually specifically I think it could be fun that could be but yeah tell us about how you actually help that do, do these ghostwriting to people and is is there they can't be a set pattern per person can they yeah i mean i really by interviewing them and getting to understand their life i mean the first couple of months is really straight on interviewing them it's um 
you know, understanding their life, understanding the message that they want to deliver in this book and really setting up the structure to be able to deliver that message while honoring what they went through to be able to mirror that, to reflect that. And then it's also understanding their tone because it's really important for this book to truly reflect them as though they wrote every word. So understanding them and then bridging their story with a reader's understanding of that journey that they went through to make that impact in the end. Um, and it's a beautiful process, like the growth that happens for people. You know, you can think about your life story as much as you want. Maybe you share bits and pieces of it through talking about it. But when you're writing it, it's a completely different process as, and it's incredibly therapeutic. And like I said, the growth that can happen within someone and like a form of process is beautiful. It's, it's insane. They become so much more confident in their life journey and they trust that other people need to hear it to help them. Now, obviously, we're going to come on to your own work shortly because I'm going to talk about your own work as well. But explain to me next time about the differences between your own work and doing this for other people because it's I've helped people write poems before now because I'm a poet really and it's it's a fascinating process myself where you're, you're encouraging people to write just to get it out aren't you but then like you're looking backwards after it and it's we haven't personally subconsciously your own styles in there but it's it's that person's voice really isn't it yeah yeah, absolutely. I think there is always still a bit of you in everything you write, even when you try to make it like someone else, right? So you're kind of guiding it and it's it's a lot of what you like to read, which is of course, you know, very subjective, right? I mean, you and every member of your family could read the same book and you guys are all going to either love it or hate it and have different views. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I agree with that. Like. Yeah. <laughs> agree with you completely on that. Now, obviously, I can see from reading, I'm going to jump all over the place. I'm in that sort of zone today. Yeah. But um, I can see from reading other interviews of you before that you, you knew when you were six you wanted to become a writer, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Did the ghost, the ghost writing thing, what you're doing now to help people, has obviously come. 30 odd years later then hasn't it really ish when you're obviously an adult really didn't it you know it's amazing I, I really call it just this full cycle I feel like your entire life journey everything you've been through in life is chipping away at your full purpose at what I also call your soul's message like what gets you fired up with this world and so like looking back I can see all of these moments where it's like hmm Okay. Yeah. I was, I would end up here as long as I was staying open and receptive to that. And a big part of, even when I was a little girl, um, I've always had complete strangers talk to me, open up, share their life story with me. I mean, I could be at a mall when I was eight years old and I'm going to have some person who is in the line with me suddenly tell me like very intimate things about their life. And I've never really understood why I've always been that person. I mean, even throughout high school, people would just like share their secrets. They weren't even friends of mine, but I was like this go-to, you know, for this like secret thing. Um, And, you know, as I got older, I realized it's okay to be that safe space for people. It's okay to be that one person that you, you know, will listen to them and will see them and hear them for who they are and try to understand them. And when you're, when you're younger, you know, there's, there's some negative feelings with that. Like, why are they telling me these things, but yet they don't really want to be friends with me? Like why, you know, it feels unfair. Right. But 
looking back, I feel like it really just helped prepare me to be where I am today with burning still press and being a ghostwriter, because truly I will listen to someone's life and I don't care what you've done or what you've been through. I am not going to have any sort of judgment come through my mind. It's going to be true understanding of where you've been and how all of these events have made you into who you are today. And I feel like it's because of everything I listened to growing up that helped me get to this place where I don't judge. I just listen. And that's powerful. Yeah. I, I also believe, I think you're an excellent example of this, is um, certainly when I started off writing myself, what, probably about 15 years ago, I never envisaged 15 years later. And this applies to you, applied to you as well. Where you, I think writing always is one to stage of being the creative person. It leads sometimes in unexpected ways, doesn't it? And your story, from what I can understand, is the same. Like, it's did you ever envisage when you first got going with all your writing, you'd end up being like doing the ghostwriting and certainly running Burning Soul Press? You know, it's it's even with, not, like, right now on my heart with writing memoirs and helping people with nonfiction books, I am so passionate about nonfiction books now and writing nonfiction books that I never had that interest before. <laughs> like I always thought fiction books was like the only way to go. And it's even like you mentioned poetry. I was never a big poetry person before, despite having the songwriting background, which is funny because I feel like that goes hand in hand a lot. And now I am gravitating more towards poetry and all of that, because I feel like it's such a beautiful and concise way to really, you know, reflect what a person is feeling in these very specific moments or situations. Um, and I feel like that's all part of the growth. You don't, I mean, so it's funny. I like when I was six years old, I just thought about writing fiction books. Right. But now my obsession is truly poetry and nonfiction and memoirs. It's beautiful. It's just incredible. As creative people, you just, you just don't know. And this is like, you don't know where you're going to lead from A to B to C, do you? Then, like, D might be in a different direction altogether. It's like, I do a lot of like ambient music. And 10 years ago, I would have never dreamed I'd do what I do nowadays, let alone doing podcasting. You just don't know, do you? So, I think that's the, I feel like that's the advantage that creative people have, right? I feel like creatives especially are so much more in tune with like, okay, I'm just going to be receptive to what comes my way, right? Or I'm really going to tune into what's happening in the universe and in the world and just kind of feel. And I feel like you have to be receptive to be able to jump from some of these points to A, B, C, and D and be led to these these areas because if you're just like closed off and you're like okay no I know my path and I'm going to do this and this and this you miss out on all of these cool things <laughs> that actually yeah you know, yeah no I agree completely it's always believe you've got to keep an open mind with being creative and and you, you can see that from looking at your bird and soul press here and I'm looking at the website and I want to you've got five programs in place here can we talk very briefly about each one of them yeah, absolutely. So yeah. they're kind of set up in five different levels. So the first one is our anthology series, which is actually very new. We're going to be releasing these in 2022. But as we've connected more with our purpose of, you know, our deeper purpose is really capturing people's stories and sharing them with the world. We see these anthologies as a way to capture multiple stories at once, especially for those who don't feel quite ready to share their entire life journey. They can just share a bit 
of it with, you know, whatever theme really resonates with them. So it'll be quarterly anthologies. Um, people will be able to submit their own story to those anthologies that resonate with um, the theme of it. And then the next level is our Soul Rider Journey program. This is really good. We, um, you know, obviously we get a lot of writers and authors, but our main focus is really connecting with the people who don't realize that they are writers yet. Maybe they've thought about sharing their story, but they haven't stepped into that yet. They have a lot of fears. We are really big into working on the mindset, that confidence, really helping them see what's within themselves and their journey to be able to capture that. So the Soul Rider Journey program is great for that. Um, it's got a mix of writers and authors, but also those who have never thought about calling themselves a writer or an author before. I find that, inc I find uh, that incredible. I find that incredible. So I didn't interrupt you there because I think it was like I, I was regarding myself as an author or writer when I was about 11 or 12 as soon as I started writing. Were you, did you think yourself at the same when you started writing? You were six, did you? No, I mean, and I think people have these different ideas in their head of like, what is an author? Oh, I have to achieve X, Y, Z first before I become an author. And it's not the case. <laughs> like, it's really not the case. And I think it's it's removing those barriers and those false beliefs and having them see again what's, what's possible for them. And so that's a lot of what we do within the Soul Rider journey. It's, it's a lot of mindset and then being that safe space to be able to test out your voice and pieces of your story before you go public and there's no pressure in going public but then if you do you know there's publishing support in there there's um you know methods to be able to bring your book to your target audience to make that impact we're very impact and connection driven like that to us is is what makes a difference um, so that's the soul rider journey program and then we have our luminary mentorship which is kind of an upgrade from the Soul Rider Journey program. It's more of one-on-one -on -one book coaching. I actually don't do any more one-on-one -on -one book coaching, which I used to do all the time and I loved, but now they can get it in the Luminary Mentorship program. <laughs> so, but the word I use there is Lauren is called sleep. <laughs> you probably don't get enough of it with two boys as well. No, no, no. This is a good way to be able to balance sleep with <laughs> making a difference. Um, so it's, it's a 12-month program, and we are like my entire team, who is incredible. Um, we're in there guiding people, helping them, providing feedback on their manuscript. Um, if they're ready for publishing, we're holding their hand through publishing with marketing, PR, all of that. Like my entire team is in there helping people. It's an incredible program. Um, and then we have our entrepreneurial impact program, which is a three-year program. And it's um, the one-on-one -on -one book coaching with me. That is where I do the one-on-one -on -one book coaching. And it's also a publishing contract with us. So it's application-based only because we have to make sure that the books we publish are in line with our message and the impact that we want to make. Um, and then it's two years of PR and marketing behind that. And then our final program is the Ember Project, which is where we help other impact-driven organizations essentially launch their own publishing imprint overnight. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We realized for us to make that impact, it's going to, to be beneficial to partner with other organizations that have thought about having their own publishing imprint. 
and it multiplies the impact. It gets more people's stories out there. So we, um, in all of these programs, it's really about empowering people to bring stories out into the world. That's what every single one of those programs is essentially about. Yeah, it's what I'm impressed with when I was looking at this, obviously, before we started chatting, was you can tell from looking at each other the level of thought that's gone into it. And have you found that since you first started off Burning Soul Press, has the way you've actually designed the actual publisher changed much over time? Oh, Andy, yes. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I knew it would, but I've got to ask you, that's why, right? <laughs> You know, we, uh, it's been incredible. We've actually only been in business for 18 months and the evolution that has happened within that time has been intense and it, it's different. I mean, but I think that's what happens, right? With, with any company that gets started and with us, things grew so fast in the very wow. beginning that's that a- it was this patch wow. up. <laughs> Wow. To do the level of the program, what you've been doing, like I said, it, but it's, it's a fantastic website to look at this. And I was looking at it, I thought you've done, I didn't know you've been in just operation 18 months and that's some going, that is completely in 18 months. Yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind and I'm, I'm beyond grateful. And I think, you know, during that time, sometimes you're just like trying to move along, right, to, to play catch up. And about, oh gosh, four months ago, we actually rebuilt all of our programs to what you're seeing now um, because we realized we got clearer on what our ultimate purpose is and we wanted to make sure everything we did was a reflection of that Um, so I'm laughing about your question because yeah over the past four months my team would be like okay we're exhausted (laughs) like we're we're good Um, you are you are after that (laughs) yeah it was necessary, and we can sleep in November and December, which we will. So. Oh, it's Chris, Christmas time, isn't it? So Christmas time is a time for relaxing, as I always believe. Yes. With that one completely, <laughs> blimey. Good grief. Now, I've only got a couple more questions I want, to, I want to ask you, Lauren, today. So I want to call, call you on writing, but we'll come on to that lastly. But obviously, um, in relation to Burning Soul Preston, now you've been in operation, you just told me, 18 months. Where do you... Okay, uh, how should we phrase this? Where would you envisage Burning Soul Press being in 18 months' time? So in another 18 months' time, what we want for Burning Soul Press, and, you know, I would say specifically, well, as a, as a brand, as a whole, we want people to be able to recognize Burning Soul Press. We want people to say, I just read the, the next book from Burning Soul Press, and it's this mind-blowing memoir that I need to, to, to share with 20 other people in my life because this memoir or this book is going to change their life. Like I want people to recognize that the books that come out of Burning Soul Press are the ones that are going to drive deeper connections and make a huge impact for generational change in this world. Not just what's happening in our current life, but it's going to change the world for good and bring that positive light. Like So I want people to be looking forward to the books that Burning Soul Press is putting out. And then additionally, with our Soul Rider Journey program, our signature program, I want people to see that as this this transformative program that helped people truly own this 
writing dream within them, this, the strength and this confidence that came from owning their most authentic self and sharing their journey with the world. So I want them to be household names. I want people to be able to recognize Burning Soul Press and Soul Rider Journey in 18 months and know that that means it's not just a book coaching program. It's not just this publisher. They're changing lives and we want everyone to be a part of that movement for positive change. The good love it definitely with that. So now I want to go into the last part of this chapter today is talk about you as a writer, really, because we, we talked extensively obviously about Burning Soul Press and obviously how you ghostwrite. Now, if anybody researches you properly, like I have on Amazon, they will see you have done quite a few books. Now, I'm not sure, to be honest, because of various reasons here. Um, I'm guessing your most recent book is the Parkeet Drawing, judging by the publication dates, unless you yeah. tell me otherwise. So tell us, obviously, about then, obviously, when you were growing up then, who, who, you, who influenced you as a writer then? I made you want to start writing um, books. Yeah, I'll tell you with the with the parakeet drawing that is the most recent. That's actually one of the books that I've ghostwritten, but I always give people the option of ghostwriting ah. or co-authoring. And she wanted me to co-author that. Ah, so I, was, I was wondering. I, I was wondering there with that one. I must admit, yes. I'm not, not explain to It's a powerful story uh, of her life, so I would definitely recommend that. So the funny thing is. Um, when I stepped into being an author and writing those books, I did it in this time that was this chaotic period with just having my second baby, um, kind of getting out there to prove myself, prove to myself that I could do this. And what's funny is everything that I learned in that time of what not to do as far as what to do. And it has completely shaped how I'm able to help other people now and other writers. And it is part of my fuel actually, because I know everything I did wrong, which is the majority of the releases that are out there. Um, but that's why I'm such an advocate about if you're going to write a book, don't rush just to get it out there. There are so many programs out there that are like, write and publish a book in 90 days. Are you going to feel good about it once it's out there? Because once a book is out there, you cannot take it back. It's out there. You can't sneak into people's houses and burn all of their copies of your book. <laughs> like it doesn't work that way. <laughs> your book is out there. So I'm actually very, very passionate about that because of what I did that was wrong. And I'm in process of redoing all of my fiction books <laughs> for that reason. But it's like anything, right? Like it's a it's all about the learning and then what you apply after that time. Um, so with the writing, my primary influence early in life was actually Lois Lowry, who wrote The Giver. That book was a book I would read once, once a year, ever since I was nine years old. I loved that book. And what's funny, Andy, again, talking about like the cycle of things that happen. The Giver was always my favorite book. Which are you familiar with it? Have you read? I'm it? not. I'm hands up. No, I don't. But I, I've got. I've got my own one or two books. I'm not naming, but I will go back to once a year. And I've got to ask you about that because this applies to me. This when yeah. you've got a, you, when you've got this sort of book, do you go back to it looking for things, thinking? You, I always discover things every time I've missed, <laughs> and that's good writing. Best writing, really. It is. 
and that's what's funny. So the giver is essentially based on this dystopian society, but there's this, this older gentleman that's the giver and he is the holder of all of the memories that have ever existed in life. And what's so funny is that I'm seeing more and more my relation to the giver in terms of wanting to be this collection of stories that I capture from people's life. And I'm like, that is so interesting, like going back and knowing like, that's why I connected with that book so much is because I want to capture people's memories, their stories, their life journeys, and document their time here in this world. And like you said, it's amazing going back and looking at your favorite books and going, why did I connect with this so much? Yeah. <laughs> there is, there is there's something in there for your favorite book. There's something I think when you first read it, there's got to be that you, you don't know why, do you? It's something that's going on in your life or you've got to that emotional connection straight away with it. So now I get you completely with it. Now, I want to ask you, obviously, obviously like I said for I, I've not read your books. So I, I can't go into great detail about these. But what I, got, what I do want to know is, how has um, your fiction writing changed since you started Burning Soul Press? Your own personal how, fiction writing. How has it changed, Burning yeah. Soul Press? Yeah, since, since you started doing the Burning Soul Press as well. Yeah, you know, it was one of the big changes that happened with Burning Soul Press because I am such a fiction lover that I was really trying to figure out how can we best help fiction writers and burning soul press and not just nonfiction. And um, we do have some fiction writers in our programs and they're fantastic. I mean, fiction is still a reflection of life, right? Like it's still, it's like our way of hiding our life and pieces of ourselves <laughs> in these books. Um, whereas I feel like nonfiction is like pulling back the veil and truly saying like, this is who I am. So, you know, our programs are more geared towards nonfiction writers, but for a while in the beginning, I was really trying to figure out how to help fiction writers too. Um, but there's so much more to the craft with storytelling and everything within fiction writer writing that it's, it's hard to capture all of that. So, you know, in the future, it might be something that we can take on in a greater capacity, but we actually launched a secondary label called Wake Fire Press which will help people publish their fiction books. So we're still trying to cover fiction. <laughs> wow. Wow. Not just one, one press. You've got two. I do. I didn't know. I didn't know about There's that. actually three. <laughs> oh, wow. Go on. Tell us about the third one then. I didn't know about again either. <laughs> yeah. Well, the websites aren't publicly released yet. They'll be coming out next month. But the third one is DreamSpark Press. Um, and DreamSpark Press is a children's imprint, and the children's books will be, you know, very message driven. Like, what what is the kind of ancient wisdom mixed in to these wow. children's books to to help them in life? Brilliant. Now, obviously, um, in relation to your own writing, then obviously, do you have any any sort any books planned for your own writing at the moment? Have you, or is it is, is Burning Soul Press taking all your time up at the moment? <laughs> Probably, and your children, and your children, of course, right? <laughs> There's that, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because I told myself this year that I would not take on any more ghost writing projects and I would just focus on my own book. Yeah. Well, I'm wrapping up my second ghost project or ghost writing project. Knew it, knew it. <laughs> it's like a book I always find. I can, I'll be honest, I'm the same with podcasting because I keep telling myself do a certain amount, and it then it happens, someone approaches me thinking. I'm not going to swear too much there. I use the word frig. 
I'm booked up for months, bro. I thought, oh, no, I've got to talk to that person as well. You do, don't you? You end up like, you get, he grabs you that hard sometimes. You do. I mean, it's just like when you hear someone and you want to be able to help them, you can't just like close the door, right? Um, and and both stories I took on this year, like I really, my heart connected with them. I wanted to be able to help them. I didn't just want to leave them alone. Andy, I told my team, <laughs> no more projects for four to six months. And my goal is to go back and like I said, do my fiction books the right way. And then I'm actually going to step into writing my memoir and also a nonfiction book to really help people connect with their story. So lots of projects on the plate. <laughs> lots of projects, busy motherhood, and perhaps a case of sleep and see your husband as well. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Now, that's pretty well covered. I've got to, I've got to ask you today, Lauren. So what we'll do is to wrap up, if people want to find out more about you and obviously Burning Soul Press, first of all, Burning Soul Press, and where are the best going? Absolutely. So they can find us on burningsoulpress.com or on Facebook, Burning Soul Press, or Instagram with Burning Soul Press. Those are our primary platforms. And then if they want to get connected with me, um, I am on Facebook, but really Instagram's my favorite platform. So they can reach out to me at lauren.n.eckhart. And uh, even if you go on the Burning Soul Press page, you'll find me connected on there. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. That's been a pleasure. Okay, well, that covers us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you today, Lauren. It's been a fascinating chat. Mm -hmm. Hang around. I do need to quit word off microphone. But thank you today. It's been really, really interesting. Yeah, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I've learned stuff today about ghostwriting I didn't know about. So, so straight away, I mean, what you, where your services you have to help people out. It's a brilliant project. Good luck with it, thank definitely. You, so. Right. Anyway, guys and girls, that's it for today. So, as Don Callis at Impact Wrestling says, stay safe and stay over. We'll see you all next time. Spoken later.